Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. We're back. Extra time episode three with me, Liam Harbin. Thank you very much for joining me today. It is minus a million here in Edmonton. And if it's not minus a million, it's pretty damn close. It is very, very cold. There is frost on the inside of my door right now. And I wish I was anywhere in the world that was warmer than it is right here today. But we'll live through it because that's what we do here in Edmonton. And if you remember Canada's game against Costa Rica and Mexico, you know we show up in the cold. I got a very special guest on today's podcast. I have Tom Sweezy from the MLS Aces with, you know, the MLS is starting this weekend. So I thought it'd be a good time to to bring one of the experts on. And, and Tom was awesome. Tom really gave a good insight on all three of the Canadian teams and also what the new team in the St. Louis City are going to be like. Also a bunch of other teams too, like a couple of Canadian stars that could stand out. Um, who we, uh, Also, who he thinks will win the MLS Cup this season, which I think I'll have you have you surprised, but also have you very happy if you're from uh, the center of the universe, if you know what I'm talking about. But before we get into that chat with Tom about the MLS, I need to let you know that Extra Time with Liam Horobin is now presented by Betway. Betway is now a new proud partner with the 90th minute and we're really happy to have them on board so quickly before we jump into that interview i just want to tell you if you go over to their website they have all the bets you want for the mls this weekend if you don't want to bet on the mls premier league la liga syria bundesliga league you name it they've got it but please bet responsibly 19 plus in ontario let's run through a couple of things i like this weekend i'm not going to tell you anything on the mls because quite frankly that would be wrong of me because I am not familiar enough with the league to give any kind of expertise. Maybe after you uh, listen to the conversation with Tom, you'll you'll head over to Betway and, and place a couple of picks for some futures on who you think you could win the MLS this season. But just I'm just going to stick to the Premier League quickly. This one might sound a bit shocking, but I'm going to go with Everton plus 150 on 
the money line. Now Everton, I, I get it. They've been at the bottom of the league most of the season, but Sean Dyche has, uh, has turned it around a little bit there, so I don't mind them. And also, the next one I'm looking at, minus 143. Now, I know it's not the juiciest payout in the world, but Arsenal away to Leicester. Let's not forget Arsenal are first in the Premier League this season. So minus 143, not a bad payout there. And the final one, I'll give you some tips on Nottingham Forest away at West Ham plus 375. Nottingham Forest have been one of the most informed teams in the Premier League in 2023. So I really, really like that one. There's obviously a bunch of other games on here for the rest of the Premier League, Bundesliga, like I just said, Serie A, whatever you want. So just head over to Betway, see what they've got for you. Maybe maybe lay down a couple of shillings, see what you get. And if you do, let me know what you're doing. Let me see let me see what you got going on. You can hit me up on Twitter at Liam Horobin. I also got an Instagram now where I'm posting a lot of my content. It's liam.horobin.pods. I know it's long, but if you just type in Liam Horobin, something will come up. It'll likely be me. So hopefully you can find me over there. Also, you can find the 90th minute content anywhere you want. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. That's the big one. We always do dances. Go check out our dances. We don't dance. And also YouTube. Head over to our YouTube, like some videos. The boys have been doing some Champions League streams this week. So you can also watch them on Twitch. And maybe they'll have something this weekend too. I'm not 100% sure, but we'll see. But they'll be back with some more Champions League stuff when it comes out. And yeah, stay tuned. Lots of good stuff going on at the 90th minute right now. Caroline just had an interview with Brendan Perlini. So go check that one out. You can find some of the interview clips on YouTube. I believe the full interview is also on there. And also you can just download Kickback along with this podcast, Extra Time with Liam Horobin and the Sunday League Pundits, wherever you want. It's available everywhere, people. And guess what? It's free. It is free for you to use. So check that out. But without any further interruptions by me, let's welcome our friend, our new friend, Tom Sweezy from the MLS Aces onto today's show. Here we go. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, how get 20, 20, how get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great 
great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. All right, Tom, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. How, how are things going for you down there in New York, right? New Jersey. I was in New York, moved to Jersey. It's okay. We're at, at this point, we're all the same thing, right? We're all Tony Soprano, angry, angry at, at some ducks or whatever. But no, I'm good. I'm glad to be here. I love talking Major League Soccer. So, I mean, I can't be too upset by it. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. At least I, I don't know what the weather's like for you, but today in Edmonton, it was minus like 23. And I think tomorrow is minus 28 at seven o'clock in the morning when I go to work. So it's a little warmer for you. <laughs> I'll be close there. But I just want to talk to you, like you said, about some MLS stuff. I am very much new to the league. I, uh, I've just kind of grown into it. So I figured I would get the expert to come on and kind of give us the inside track of what's going on around the league and what to expect for this weekend's opening weekend, and I guess that's right where we'll start. Like, what are you what are you most excited about for the season? And what's kind of got you like on the edge of your seat as we get as we approach the uh, opening weekend here? I will say this in the sense of this has the potential to be the biggest MLS season ever. I feel like it's easy to say that every single year, right? Like you could say more teams, more games, mm. different format, blah, 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 right? But I think with the addition to the Apple TV deal, um, I think with the addition of newer fans to the league like yourself or, or, or like others, you know, there's really is just better production, whether it's on the field, right? Uh, you know, more and more talent, younger talent, bigger names, bigger stars, but also the ability to watch, to follow, and then the broadcast production around the league, especially, like I said, with the Apple TV stuff, I think it's going to be bigger and better than we've ever seen before in Major League Soccer. Um, so that has me excited for week one is how is this going to work? How is Apple TV going to work post games, pre games, kickoff shows, 360 mm -hmm. shows, whatever it may be, because we have some of the best um, people following covering the game in the US and in Canada. And it's it's just really exciting for for a whole brand new MLS season with, you know, expectations and every team feels like they can they can win it all from week one. Yeah, yeah, honestly, that's it, right? Everyone's on a level playing field going into it. And it's true what you said then, right? And it's perfect timing for the Apple TV deal, like right after the World Cup where the US get back, Canada finally get back after whatever, yeah. however long that was. So yeah, I think the Apple TV thing is going to be massive. So one thing you mentioned there was like, the new teams that are coming into the league. So we may as well start in St. Louis. Like, what do you, what do you think of them so far? It's kind of reading some things about them. Everyone's like, Oh, who really knows? And I guess that's a good way to do it, right? They're a brand new team. So what, what do you think the level of expectations should be for, for St. Louis this season? I always say outside of a few outliers, when it comes to expansion clubs, don't expect much. Don't expect the prettiest soccer. Don't expect um, maybe a set defined system right away. I think a lot of these teams come in, especially you can look at Charlotte last year um, with they think they know how they want to play. And then they kind of get slapped in the face of, OK, no, this is really how how, you know, how to play on the field is. This is how MLS is. This is the level of quality from opponents and other teams in the league, et cetera. And I think it's going to take them a few weeks to get adjusted. I think we're going to see truly what St. Louis City is all about, mm -hmm. probably post post MLS all-star stuff in the summer, I, I'd probably say, um, you know, I know they said they want to come out and kind of this 
Red Bull energy drink esque soccer, and they want to you know run and press and and you know outrun everyone. That's what that's what everyone says. Everyone wants to outrun everyone. Everyone wants to outwork everyone. Everyone wants to play that that energy drink style soccer. It's great, but let's let's see what it looks like out on the field. I have my hesitations about how this roster is built. Um, personally, I think this roster is a combination of what Minnesota United and what FC Cincinnati both did wrong in their expansion year. I think bringing in a lot of foreign talent on top of bringing in a lot of USL proven guys to build out a roster in hopes of they can do it. And MLS is a whole different animal. There's a lot of travel. There's a lot of things that you do need MLS veterans for. And um, that has me concerned with the St. Louis city roster. Yeah. It's, it's funny you say that. Cause it's like the MLS is such an, I find it to be such an interesting league from like a European perspective. I think everyone just assumes it's like, Oh, all the old retired players go to that. They kind of wrap up yeah. their career. But I think the image of the MLS now that I'm in Canada and see it a little bit more has like changed a little bit where it's like, no, like we do have these players that come over like Gareth Bale, for example, but there also is the identity of the younger Americans or Canadians and Mexicans coming through too. Do you kind of see that too, where the league has taken a turn in more of like, we want to develop ourselves rather than help everybody else. Like they don't need those big markers anymore, I guess is a good way to put it in some ways. Yeah, right. Like, I I mean, obviously, I think if you talk to anyone who's like a diehard MLS person like myself, you know, they hate the retirement league motto. I think it's something that's lazy. I think it's something that that was probably accurate at one point, but but not anymore. Um, I mean, look, you can look at the Chicago Fire. They just sold two youngsters to the Premier League and made about $20 million. You can look at CF Montreal, who I'm sure we'll talk about in a little bit with with some Canada talk. You know, they just sold three of their best players all to different leagues across Europe, whether it's the English Championship, Scotland, whatever it may be, right? Like, MLS is developing into a selling league for, for youth. Um, which I guess is maybe the transition of retirement league, selling league. Maybe you get on into into some of the, the the better quality soccer, right? I think Major League Soccer is unique. Major League Soccer is something that I think European soccer fans, football fans, um, maybe don't fully understand. Sometimes, maybe the same way we don't understand, you know, what what a a, a single week or two week span of English soccer may look like. So. I think there's a lot of unique, great qualities to it. And I think there is a lot going on with homegrown products, with players selling, with teams selling and trades and all that. So there's a lot that I think Major League Soccer is doing right. And we're stepping into into a newer kind of version of it, which I which I enjoy. Yeah. So I guess uh, quickly too, just to touch on that, I, I like what you said there where he's turning into more of a transition league and a developmental league. Like I don't think that's such a bad thing to have because then it also puts money in the pockets of the teams that are developing these players and builds the the reputation of that. Like Ajax and Benfica and Sport and Lisbon have built their legacy off academies, right? So it's similar. Yeah. Like said, Chicago just sold two young players to across over to Europe. So that's good for them. And I guess if we're talking about formats and stuff, the the playoff format came out the other week and it, it definitely is not your traditional like football, soccer, playoff format, whatever you want to say. So it's yeah. more of like a North American. So as, as North Americans, we would see a bit more. What do you, what do you kind of think about the whole idea around it? So I like the playoffs. Like I like that it's uniquely American or uniquely North American. However, however you want to word it there, right? It's like traditional to what we see in the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball. It's us. And at the end of the day, you know, I think 
that's what makes us different and I, and I enjoy it. Like I value the supporter shield, you know, at the, this trophy at the end of the season of the team that has the most points. I value that. I think that is a wonderful trophy for your team to win. You prove that over the course of 30 plus weeks, you know, you, you were the best team in the league and, and you should hang that just as much as you should hang any other trophy. But there is the at the end of the playoffs, you know, you you raise the 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 Lombardi, you raise the the World Series title, you raise MLS Cup, and and that that does represent the you know the champions of Major League Soccer, the team that's going to go to CCL, the team that's going to you know represent Major League Soccer at the highest stage. Um, so I like the playoffs in general. The new playoff format, though, different story. I don't like the amount of teams making the playoffs. I don't like the play-in game to a best-of-three series to a single elimination. It's confusing. It's messy. It's Major League Soccer with the new Apple TV deal trying to get as many games on TV as possible for more money. That's all it is. I mean, we can call a spade a spade there. It's, yeah. just, it's, 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 a, money, it's a money thing. It is true when you just look at it from that. It's like, well, they yeah. just got this brand new deal with this massive company. <laughs> I wonder why they're putting more games on the television. Like, it just kind of exactly. adds up. But what what would your ideal format be? Do you think they should just do what they did last season or or whenever? I'm a big single elimination yeah. fan. Um, you know, yes, it leads to cases of a Real Salt Lake where we've seen in the last two seasons where they barely squeak into the playoffs and they go on a run like RSL two years ago is in the Western conference final as a seven seed, like what crazy, but I think that's kind of major league soccer is yeah. it. It's, I don't want to pull an Alexi Lawless at this point, but it's the most unpredictable league in the world. you you, it, it's the NFL kind of mantra of any given Sunday, any given weekend, any team in major league soccer can beat another team in major league soccer you know, where you look at England and, you know, there's no way that Everton's taking down Man City. It's just not happening. But Major League Soccer, maybe the Chicago Fire pull off some magic against the Philadelphia Union. And and I think that's a little bit of the charm of this league. Yeah, I, I like that too. It's like you said, you never know. It just gives excitement to what's actually going to go around and also like somewhat of parity around the league too. Like it doesn't necessarily matter what team you go to. Obviously, there's good teams and bad teams, but yes there's opportunity for everyone to go out and do something each week. So um, one question I had, so you've been kind of doing previews on your own podcast at the MLS ACs and also with people around the league too. What is one thing that somebody said to you that you maybe you weren't expecting and you kind of caught your attention like, Oh wow, that's not what I was expecting you to say about this team. Hmm. That's a great question. The first thing that popped into my brain, and I can, I mean, after we hang up, I'll probably think of a hundred things more. But the first thing that popped into my brain was a conversation around Inter Miami. Inter Miami is an interesting team where, you know, Iguain has retired. They they bring in a Josef Martinez, Alejandro Pizuelo, a former MVP in this league, is no longer with the team. But um, Rodolfo Pizarro, a guy who was a DP on their roster, who was on loan in Mexico last year, now is going to be on the roster. Now is going to play for them. And you know, two years ago, that would have been crazy to think about. He didn't fit. You know, the the coach and the team didn't think he was a fit. He didn't play well. He wasn't a DP level. All of that stuff. There's so many question marks around them. And my guest for, for the Inter Miami preview said they're going to play a 4-4-2 diamond and, and Rodolfo Pizarro is going to play a major part in this. And we're going to see Joseph Martinez starting up top in a, in a top two. And I don't know. To me, when I think of Phil Neville's Inter Miami, I think of a 4-3-3. And I just was not even expecting that, oh, they're going to make this work with with a DP who we wrote off two years ago, with a Joseph Martinez who who 
has, ever since his injury hasn't been the same Yosef mm-hmm. and with a lot of question marks around, right. With some, with some new guys coming in on the back line as well. So the inter Miami conversation around the roster and them kind of adapting to the roster instead of forcing the Phil Neville style that we've seen was one that took me off guard a little bit. So actually that's, I'm just curious about Phil Neville. So I'm I'm from England and Phil Neville and I are from very similar areas. So I've got a little bit of, little bit of love for him i guess you could say so what's his his reputation like in the mls do people see him as like a good manager like how's the job he's done because he's interesting too because he came straight from the women's game right into the men's game too i like phil neville a lot i have to Mm -hmm. say i was harsh on him two years ago um and then last year i think what he did with inter miami really changed my viewpoint of him um i don't think in term going into last year i didn't think Inter miami was a great team then the style of soccer and it's not even right like the points at the end of the day or it's not even um it's not even the names or the you know how many goals this striker has or whatever it may be it's the style of soccer that i was watching phil neville had inter miami playing very pretty soccer at the end of last year unfortunately they ran into my nycfc and and, and things happened but um you know i they were the team that worried me because like, I feel like NYCFC had the most difficult first round matchup against into Miami because Phil Neville had the boys playing at, at a, at a very, very high level. Um, I think Inter Miami's front office penalties that they've gotten from the league and, and other issues that have gone on with maybe some cheating in the past. And now, you know, they have a, a full new front office. It's kind of, you know, taking taking the lumps and they're they're moving forward um i think phil neville's adjusted with it well and kind of taking the bumps with it well as as well and i think he's a good manager i think if inter miami can keep him around for a few more years i think a trophy a trophy is on their way yeah and i'm, I'm sure that's well within their plans with the kind of players they want to bring in like a messy do you think the messy rumors are, are real like do you ever see a messy playing in the mls someday potentially for and into Miami. I mean, they've got David Beckham, which should help sway some people's minds. Do I think the rumors are real? Yes, but I'll take it at the face level, face value level of, I can confirm I've spoken to people who have spoken to me that I trust, who have said there's conversations that have happened. So do I think rumors and conversations are real? 100%, I think they're real. Do I think it ever happens? That's where I uh, that's where I lean into the uncertainty of I think it would be great for the league. I think it would be great for Messi's brand, um, especially his exposure in in the United States. I I would like to see it happen. I just don't know if it's going to happen because at the end of the day, it's going to take some David Beckham esque deal to get him here. It's going to take part ownership of a team. It's going to take it's going to take a lot. And I, I don't know if that's really going to happen right now. Would I love to see it? Yes, but I don't know. 100% there. Yeah, I think I'm kind of with you. I mean, who wouldn't want to see that, right? You get to watch Messi at 3 o'clock in the afternoon or whatever time rather than 8 a.m. or whatever time it is. Yeah, yeah. It would be be a special time. I could see it maybe right before the World Cup. Maybe that season leading up to it, something just help build things up a little bit. I think that would be interesting. But we've been talking now for about 15 minutes, and we haven't spoken about any of the Canadian teams, which I'm sure people listening to this wanted to know about. So we'll start with Toronto FC. I think they're kind of the big dogs in this, in the sense of like they're always bringing in these stars. What do you kind of think of their team going into the season? And do you think they have a chance to to kind of rise back to the top in some way? I do. I think I'm in the minority in it, but I do. 
Um, we just dropped our season preview episode today, um, a day of recording. I don't know. If, so I don't want to drop a date. So sorry, but the season previews app with the MLS Aces podcast, go find it. YouTube podcast, all that stuff. But um, I picked Toronto FC to win MLS Cup. Ooh. I think the team is, I, I know I'm in a very, very rare minority in, in that selection. So I can, I can, I can take the heat for that. But this team's in win now mode. Um, Bernadeschi and Insigne, you give me a full season of them. I think that's magic. We saw what they brought. I just think Toronto dug themselves too deep of a hole last year to to have those two bring them up into a playoff spot. Um, I like a healthy Jonathan Azorio. I like a healthy Mark Anthony Kay. You bring in the depth of a, of a Brandon Cervania who they brought in. Sean Johnson is a MLS Cup MVP. He's an MLS Cup winner with NYCFC. It hurts to see him gone. I think he's one of the best goalkeepers in the league. And they greatly, greatly improved that back line, which was the main issue for them last year was conceding goals. Matt Hedges is a veteran in this league. It is a Drew Moore-esque. It is a bit bringing a veteran on that center back spot-esque move. Some other standouts from Europe. I really like what Toronto FC did. I trust Bob Bradley. I think if things click and I expect them to, I think they're MLS Cup contenders. Yeah, I mean, it, it's true what you said. Kind of last season, they were just so far down the grid when the actual big guys came in. It was going to be tough yeah. for, for anyone, even if it was Messi that went for Toronto. But is there <laughs> someone kind of on that team that you think people aren't talking about enough that should be, that maybe will shine a bit more this season? Like, I know Jonathan Osario and was at the World Cup, so people will be familiar with that name. I, you know, so Jonathan Osorio, I, I will throw out there. Um, but I think the name that really stands out to me is Mark Anthony K, right? Because when, to me, when Insigne and Bernadeschi first came over last year, there was still something missing. There was a disconnect between the the defense and, and the attack. I think that midfield was still a little messy, especially with injuries to Osorio all, for, for a majority of last year. Once Toronto FC made that Mark Anthony K deal, though, he really did bring some connective piece to that. Now, I know he had injury concerns of his own right. I know he had some other off the field issues, um, you know, nothing overly serious, but off the field issues. Nonetheless, I think if you get a fully committed, healthy Mark Anthony K with a fully committed, healthy Jonathan Azorio, that's that, that's dangerous to me. I think that's more of a value and more of a key to this TFC team than even what a Bernadeschi or an Insigne could bring. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's I think it's going to be really big for a Canadian team to actually try and do some damage this season in the MLS just to build off what the reputation of Canadian soccer has had throughout the World Cup yeah. qualifying and now it's going to be huge. But Montreal had a pretty good season last year, but also lost some key pieces like Alistair Johnson and Coney is now playing for Watford. Like, wh where are they at? Do you think they're going to be able to maintain what they were able to do and build off it? Have they been able to replace the players they've had to sell on? So unfortunately, I don't think so. I know people are still confident in Montreal to do something and be a dangerous team. To me, yes, you sold Alistair Johnson to Celtic. Yes, Kone is playing for Watford and Georgie Mihalovic is playing for AZ over in the Eredivisie. Mm -hmm. But it to me, the biggest loss is, is Wilfred Nance, the head coach who, who went and um, signed for the Columbus crew. Nance was creating such an amazing culture there, but on and off the field, working with youth, developing youth, and also winning at a very high level, finishing second in the Eastern Conference last year. Um, I really liked what he brought to the CF Montreal team as well in a period where 
after Tyrion Bree leaves, right? This team's in a panic. This team's in a fire. He steps in, he calms everything's down, and he he makes them a great team in what a year and a half, a year, not even. Um, so I really like what he brought. I think losing him is bigger than losing any player, specifically of the three that we lost. They bring in Hernan Lasada, who had a little bit of a bad run, a very bad run at DC United. And yes, he plays a similar style. And you just hope that Hernan has learned from his his DC time. Um, and then player-wise, right, you do re-sign a Victor Wanyama, who there was question marks if he was going to return. You bring in an Aaron Herrera to pen, uh, to try to replace um, Alistair Johnson. And you have some other guys like a Kamal Miller on this team and whatnot. but. I just think that there's too much of a talent gap that was lost. And I think the loss of Nance hurts the most. And I think Montreal is, uh, I don't have them as a playoff team in 2023, but I think they fall off. Do you, do you think they'll come close to the playoffs at least? Or do you think it's just kind of super drastic and they're right down there? To me, I think they're, they're, they're not bottom of the barrel, but I think they're just above it. Interesting. Yeah, I think, you know, when you lose a manager, it can get so discounted what they actually do to that organization and everything especially like the expectations montreal had and then how they exceeded yeah. them so well is is something obviously special so uh the final team in canada obviously vancouver the home of alfonso davies yeah first of all is there an alfonso davies on vancouver in this season did they mind did they find somebody are you saying in the sense of like a youth product or are you saying in the sense of a superstar on the team either one is there okay. anything coming through for the Canadian talents? <laughs> I'm going to go superstar route. I don't think youth route. We're talking anyone in 2023. Okay. I think superstar route, if you're looking at a guy who maybe plays a similar position, but on the opposite side, Julian Gressel. Um, dependent on the formation that Vancouver plays, Julian Gressel is going to be a right wing back, right midfielder type player. I think Julian Gressel in Major League Soccer history is one of the best crossers of the ball. I think he puts a beautiful ball into a box and you just have to have someone there to finish it. They bring in a new DP striker in Sergio Cordova, who played at RSL last year, who I think can be that guy to finish it. Um, we saw Julian Gressel get his first international call up with the U.S. men's national team after his, um, I think he had to, you know, be in the U.S. for a certain amount of time, whatever it may be. But he's German, born and bred, came and played college um, in the U.S. and went up through the Super Draft and all of that. Julian Gressel is a phenomenal player. Julian Gressel is a guy who um, I have been a fan of since he came into Major League Soccer. He won a ton with Atlanta United, and he's just kind of bounced around the league since then. I think Julian Gressel could be a key to them being uber successful in 2023 i really like vancouver they have a lot of great pieces i feel like and vanny sartini is just a ball of energy manager and i absolutely love it so so what are your expectations and how far do you think this team can go i think this team can be a playoff team i think this team um has enough potential with enough youth players that if things kind of click right for them and they do have their breakout years I think this team can go on a little bit of a run in the, in the MLS Cup playoffs. They also are in CONCACAF Champions League, right? So we've seen that hurt teams sometimes by putting all the pressure on CCL and then, you know, kind of a major let off in the, in the MLS regular season. We've seen that in the past. But I think Vancouver has the potential to, I'm not going to say do anything really in CCL, but I think they have the potential to be playing in a Canadian championship final. I think they have the potential to go on a little bit of a run 
maybe win a round or two. I don't know. However, the playoffs are going to, however, we're going to word the playoffs, win a round or two in the MLS Cup playoffs as well. I don't think they're MLS Cup contenders, but I think this team is going to be one that, you know, we're talking about towards the end of the season as like, damn, Vancouver pulled out a pretty good year. No one, no one maybe was overly talking about them. Well, that I think, yeah, like you said, kind of off the top, that'd be good for just Canadian soccer in general. So I have one more question surrounding Canadians. Is there one Canadian player in the MLS that you think will make himself almost a star this season or kind of rise out of nowhere and shock people a little bit? Just anywhere in the league. I'll give you two names. One name that I think will cement his placement as a star is Kamal Miller. I think last year he did break out um, in that kind of back three for CF Montreal. I think we see a Kamal Miller um, maybe leave during the summer for for Europe because I think he is that level. I think he's a very good player. Obviously, he started and played for the Canadian men's national team in the World Cup. So I'm going to say Kamal Miller is going to cement himself as a star. I think maybe one Canadian that we could see break out, and this is a big if, if he stays healthy. I think he has the potential. A striker for Toronto FC, Io Akinola. Um, we all know Io's ability. We all know his talent level. We've seen it. The dudes can be an absolute beast of a striker. If he can stay healthy and he can cement himself as that starting striker for Toronto FC between Bernadeschi, between Insigne, with Azorio and Kay behind them, I think Toronto FC has the potential to be really good. And Io Akinola really has the potential to live up to that potential that we that I think U.S. soccer fans and Canadian soccer fans have uh, have been expecting from him. Okay, so I just want to bring it back to just the league as a whole. I just got a couple more for you. Who is the one team you think will surprise everybody the most with what they'll be able to do this season? Is it is it Toronto? Like you just said, they're going to win it. So, I mean, look, I have Toronto. I think I put them like third in the Eastern Conference and then winning MLS Cup. I guess if you're going based off Tom Sweezy, it would be Toronto FC. But I think I'll toss out another team. So, so we're not just talking about the same one there. Um, I think one team that really does have that potential ability. To me, is San Jose, a team that mm. I think has been pretty poor over the past few years. You bring in a guy like Luchi Gonzalez, who's well-respected in U.S. soccer, who has now kind of been an assistant at the U.S. men's national team level. He was very good for FC Dallas as well. You bring him in with, you know, a DP, D mid now, and Carlos Garezo coming back to MLS from the Bundesliga. Um, you have a Jeremy Obobese who can score a ton. Christian Espinosa, who's a high-class DP winger that no one really talks about. Um, I really like what Cade Cowell can potentially bring. Again, maybe a kid that's not going to be in Major League Soccer that much longer. I think San Jose has a lot of talent. I just... And and I have faith and I have trust in Luchi Gonzalez to be the guy to bring that talent and keep that talent together. I'm not saying they're going on to win MLS Cup. I'm not saying they're going to go on and make the playoffs. But I think if things click well, I think that San Jose could be firmly in a playoff spot. Uh, so my last question is, for somebody, you obviously watch a lot of the league. You've obviously been watching it for a while now. For somebody who's introducing themselves to the MLS, what would you kind of say to them about the league and where would you kind of suggest starting to watch just no reason it's for me that's fine <laughs> um so for someone who's new to the league i think to be honest like there's a lot of great places there's a lot of great reads mlssoccer.com obviously you know i'm not sitting here promoting the league's website but i guess i am there's a lot of great writers on there they, they do a great job in kind of covering 
transfers, they do a great job in kind of covering where the league's at and, and who to expect to be good and and, and everything like that. Right. Um, I'm obviously going to toss my podcast in there. I think I do. I think I do a pretty decent job at it. Um, Apple TV, a lot of the 2022 rewinds kind of recapping every single team from last year. They also have the 2022 season rewind to kind of see what 2022 held leading into 2023. Um, I would kind of just ingest all of that, right? That That's my idea is read as much as you can. There's a lot of great writers around Major League Soccer. Follow as much as you can on social media. And then Apple TV really has been a great insight that we haven't had in the past. That's something brand new for people this year. Um, and then kind of just where to start. I don't know. Pick a game one week, see two teams that sound interesting to you. Watch it. If it does something for you, then watch them again. If it doesn't, you got, you know, 27 other teams to, to, to go out and watch a game from. I'm a New York City FC fan. I'm from New York. I like New York. And I think they play some of the prettiest soccer in Major League Soccer. I think it's one system that City Football Group continuously puts into New York City is Let's play, let's play attractive soccer. Let's play out of the back. We're going to pass well. And, and that's what NYCFC does. It's a ple- it's pleasing to my eye. And that's why I also enjoy watching them. But, you know, support the cities close to you. Support the guys, players closest to you. If you have a if you're a fan of a certain player in a league, watch them a little bit and see if you like that team. It's it, it's really, you know, kind of a pick your own adventure here with Major League Soccer. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's definitely a lot to pick from, but if I'm picking close, I guess I'm a Vancouver Whitecaps fan now. But I definitely, honestly, not a bad pick for 2023. I'm yeah, just saying. By, by the sounds of it, it's not a bad time to jump on that bandwagon a little bit. But I do have one more because I read this yesterday and I'm curious. There's obviously 29 teams now in the league. Yes. They've eventually got to even that out to 30. Where yes. would you like to see the next MLS franchise land? I mean, it's going to be a very easy answer here. It's not going to be an exciting answer. It's Las Vegas. I, I mean, yeah. I, I I went out to Vegas a few months ago with my fiance at this point. You know, I got to see the Raiders stadium. I got to see everything that they had going on. Like sports are getting very big in mm-hmm. Vegas. There, There's a sports fandom out there as well. And I, I think adding a uh, team in Vegas and, you know, the leagues kind of getting a little bit deeper into that sports gambling market as well. I think, I think it's a perfect matchup who wouldn't want to go to Vegas at this point, who wouldn't want to live in Vegas and, 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 and have all of that kind of excitement around them. Um, I think Vegas is a perfect fit, but I guess to not give you a boring answer, I wouldn't do anywhere else in Texas. I wouldn't do anywhere else in California or New York, New Jersey. Like you have two or three teams in each of those States. Like don't, don't, don't do that. Um, I would like something. I would say for a fun answer, like New Orleans, Louisiana, give me something with a little bit of like a different, maybe like French culture that isn't Montreal. I don't know. Yeah. Fun, yeah. fun answer there. Yeah. The New Orleans one is one I hadn't thought about before. That would be fun. Um, I was honestly in Vegas a couple of months ago too for for a hockey game, and man, that city when there's sports there and you're kind of a road fan is is yeah. just a lot of fun to be around. So yeah, I think like you said, there's a lot of untapped potential in Vegas still, and an MLS team would be nicer. So that's all the questions I have, but I will give you the floor right now to kind of promote whatever you want to promote. You mentioned a couple of times you have your podcast out, so where people where can people find that, and where can people find you? Yeah, MLS Aces on all social media, right? Twitter, Instagram, all that fun stuff. I'm very active on Twitter. You interact with me. I most likely will be tweeting back at you and, and you'll see all my dumb takes there. 
So at MLS Aces on, on those two platforms. Um, on YouTube, if you prefer to watch the show and sometimes people just prefer that, we're on YouTube, MLS Aces as well on there. Search it for the first link. A bunch of specific interviews on there. And then obviously all the full episodes as well. And then if you just prefer to listen, I'm a podcast guy personally. That's why I also started a podcast was, you know, uh, on all podcasting platforms, MLS Aces podcast, you can, you can catch full episodes there as well. We drop weekly. Um, we try to stick to a Thursday drop every single week as, as best as we can. But, you know, sometimes we got to shift up schedules, but um, once a week, every Thursday, MLS Aces podcast. Well, awesome. Tom, thanks a lot for joining me. And hopefully uh, we can do this again later on in the season and see if your predictions are right. I <laughs> know, <laughs> of course. Right. I mean, I, I better get them right. I'm the first time, first time guest on here. I better, better sound like I know, or better looks like I know what I'm talking about, but you know, that's okay. We'll, we'll edit out anything that was wrong down the line anyway. So it's all good. Thanks again. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods, for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.